0: I'd like for you to help me welcome Angela Jowers. She is a 50-year-old newlywed about to celebrate her second anniversary with her amazing and as she calls him very handsome husband Chip. She has two adult children, a 27-year-old of hilarious special needs son, Evan, who she recently transitioned to community living after 26 years of providing his full-time care. She also has a delightful 23-year-old daughter, Phoebe, who just got married a few weeks ago and is a songwriter in Nashville. She is also a life coach with a thriving practice and is the program manager for Life Mentoring School. That is how Angela and I met, was through life coaching through LMS. She has created a full, meaningful life, and she loves, by the grace of God, and the gift of life coaching. So Angela, I'm just so happy to spend a little bit of time chatting with you today. And I am sure my listeners are going to just love getting to know you and your amazing, fun personality. Ah,
1: fun personality. That's what I'm working on. No, I'm really excited about it. And so glad to visit with you for a little while today.
0: Yes, me too. This is going to be fun. So, you know, speaking of fun, Let's talk for just a minute, if we can, about what happens when it's not fun. What happens when life hands us a little disappointment?
1: Yeah, I mean, and it does, of course, it is going to. um, I used to say all the time, I'm so disappointed. That was like the theme of my life. I was always disappointed with something that happened in my life. Um, I felt like, really, I felt like my whole life was disappointing and so, a couple of things that I did to kind of get out of that were, you know, to first just admit, you know, that life is sometimes disappointing. You know, sometimes things do not work out the way that we want them to. And sometimes that's, you know, out of our control. And some of that is because of our choices. And I think it's just good to admit that, you know, you're disappointed. I don't believe in this toxic positivity that, you know, everything is always supposed to be unicorns and puppy dogs all the time. And um, so I always call it the red dot on the map, like just admitting where you are, like you are here. You know, when you look at those maps and they have a red dot, you, you are here. And so I just think it's helpful just to begin with, to just be, you know, admit where you are. And not pretend you're not feeling that way. Um, and also not to judge yourself for it. It doesn't make you a bad person because you're disappointed. Um, you just have to allow yourself to feel disappointed. Um, and then you get to decide. And that really is what, you know, taking our thoughts captive really is, is that we admit that we have the thought and then we just decide, Um how do I want to show up in this situation where I'm disappointed? Or who do I want to be during this time when I'm disappointed? Who do I want to be in this relationship with this person who I'm maybe disappointed with? Um, and after you decide that, you know, and for me, I just decided I really actually wanted to love my life. And I didn't really love my life at the time, but I wanted to believe, I just practiced believing that I could have a life I loved Mm
0: -hmm. in the middle of it all. Mm -hmm.
1: And um, that I wanted to show up looking for all the things I already loved about my life. And um, so I just decided that in order to create that for myself, I would tell myself that I loved my life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I love my life. Cause that's what I wanted is I wanted to love my life. I wanted to show up like a person would show up who actually loved their life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is, you know, grateful and, you know, content and all of those things. That's the kind of person that I wanted to be. And so um, I started to tell myself, I love my life. And then it's since turned into, I love my full meaningful life because I also decided I wanted to have a full life, and I wanted to have a meaningful life, and so um, I would just, you know, I think just practicing telling yourself what you want your life to look like, and then leaning into it, and looking for it, and um, the Bible says, you know, you will seek, and you will find, and it's really true, we actually have um, a reticular activating system in the back of our brain, so we actually have a filter that I love it when science catches up with the Bible. So like like God put us a filter in there that we will actually find what we're looking for.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that too.
1: I mean, we just actually do find what we're looking for. And so, um, and then um, I just make the decision to choose that every day. I choose to love my life every day. Even today, like I feel tired today. When I first got up, I felt really tired. I did not feel especially motivated <laughs> when I got up. And so I just had to choose on purpose. Like I choose, I'm I'm choosing to love my life and to live a life that I love today and show up as a person who loves her life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I choose that every single day. And so whatever your choice is, I mean, I think that's how you deal with it. First, you admit that you are disappointed. Things maybe aren't going the way exactly that you want. And also, how do you want to be? Who do you want to be in that situation? Um, and then choosing that every day on purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that's how I have found that it is helpful to deal with it. So I hope that answers your
0: question. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I've, you know, over the few years of knowing you, I have seen such a beautiful story unfolding and it's very inspirational and you've shared lots of it throughout, you know, that journey and it's just been beautiful to watch that. So would you say that, or maybe you sort of began to say already, but has life coaching been a really big part of that journey for you?
1: Yes. Um, you know, I, it really has changed the entire entire experience of my life. So, um, and it's changed the way that I experience my relationships and how I move in the world. Um, you know, my mental health is a hundred percent better. My emotional health is 100% better. Um, you know, most of your listeners will not know my story at all, but I mean, I spent two years basically functioning from the bed mm-hmm. um, with major depression, major anxiety, major, you know, physical issues, but, but especially my mental and emotional health. I mean, it has made a, I mean, it's a hundred percent difference. And the difference is, I mean, it's not that my life, I mean, my life is quite a bit different now, but even as it began to get better, my experience of my life began to get better. Nothing really in my circumstances had changed. I just had tools to deal with and manage my mind and emotions right in the middle of my situation and my circumstances, many of which I could not, you know, I didn't have any control over, some of which I did. And so um, I just, have the tools to manage my life. And even just to create a life I love, no matter what happens, Um, you know, my life is not perfect. Even this week. I mean, my daddy is just getting out of the hospital today. You know, things happen in our lives. That's just life. Mm -hmm. That's everybody's life. Right. um, But I can create a life I love no matter what happens now, because I have the tools that i learned because I had a life coach. And because I was in a life coaching program, so at any rate, yeah, it's made all the difference in the whole world in my life. Um, and in how I'm really, and just in how I move in the world and how I experience it. So yeah, I, and that's why I became a life coach, but because I, it was so powerful. it has I think everybody needs one <laughs> because it has made such a powerful difference. Um, And I think a lot of times as Christians, you know, we think, well, I mean, listen, I said all the prayers and I went to the altar all the times and I cried all the tears and I did all the things, but I needed some tools to apply the scripture in my actual real life. And that is really what life coaching gave me was the tools to apply those principles in my actual real life. And when you apply those principles, turns out they
0: work. Exactly, I agree. one hundred percent. They really do work, and it's sometimes simple things, but it's just having that person to help guide you through the scriptural tools that we you know need. And you know we say this frequently. um Angela and I happen to be in the same cohort when we became certified as life coaches. And we say all the time, life coaches also need life coaches. Do you still agree with that? Oh, yeah. I'm in um
1: course I work for a coaching program but I'm also in another coaching program and I have I I have one on one coaching nearly every week Mm -hmm. to keep my brain on straight I just think it helps to have somebody you know sometimes I can't see it because I'm in the forest I can't see the you know actual individual trees (laughs) like what is happening absolutely no I find it very helpful to have somebody to help me to declutter my own brain, just like I help other people kind of declutter theirs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I 100%, um, like I said, I get one-on-one coached almost every week and I'm in also in a coaching program. So yeah, I believe that life coaches definitely need coaches.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm right there with you and a hundred percent agree with you. You know, I um, have so enjoyed some of your recent posts where you've talked to along this line about, um, you know, Superwoman. We're not really able to be that, right? I mean, that's kind of, turns out, doesn't really exist, right? Yes, she is actually a fictional character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: actually is fiction. And um, so we cannot be her. We cannot be Wonder Woman. Fiction. Those are fictional characters. You cannot turn around three times in a circle and your hair be done and your makeup on and you have changed into a cute outfit. That's not the way it works. And I actually had to go to my mirror this morning and perform an actual miracle <laughs> in the mirror. And it took time. And that is, you know, I think we have some unreal like unrealistic
0: expectations for ourselves. Absolutely. That's so true. And you know, when you mentioned that about the expectations, it made me go back to some of the things you said at the beginning, um, how when we have those unrealistic expectations of ourselves or of others, especially what that often leads to is that feeling of disappointment or resentment, like you addressed already so eloquently. But I think recognizing where we have those is so helpful. And sometimes that is what a life coach can do too you know, point out those thoughts that we have, those areas where we're trying to maybe work on someone else's manual instead of our own, right?
1: Yes, I always know it's a red flag for me if I um, tell myself something that has the word should in the sentence. Mm-hmm. So, if I, you know, if I think they should do it differently or I should have done something differently, I can just go ahead and put you know, I can go ahead and know that I'm creating resentment. I'm creating, um, disappointment. I'm creating, um, guilt, shame, blame.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if, if there's should in the sentence that I'm telling myself, then
0: I am setting myself up for trouble mm-hmm. for sure. I agree. I agree. Now, Speaking of setting yourself up for trouble, what about if we flip that table and we talk about some of the ways that you do set yourself up for success? What are some of your best tips for that?
1: This is my favorite subject, really. So the first thing I do to set myself up for success is I decide what I actually want. And um, I think we're scared of that sometimes. Like, what do you actually really want? Um I think, especially as Christians, sometimes we think, you know, we're, and and listen, there's nothing wrong with this unless you kind of misinterpret it, but like, we're taught so much to ignore our feelings or, you know, we're not supposed to be led by our feelings. And I'm not saying that's incorrect, but the Bible says he gives us the desires of our heart. And I don't mean that if I want a Mercedes, that it's going to fall from the sky into my driveway or anything, but I do believe that if we have a true desire in our heart for something, it was put there by God. That's what I believe. Y'all can file that wherever you want to, but I believe that it was put there by God. And so I actually asked myself, like, what do you really want? Um. And so I think that's the first thing, um, because how do you know if your life or your day or your month or your year is is a success if you don't even know what you wanted out of it. So I do think that you first have to really ask yourself, what do you really want? And I do think we kind of sometimes just go through the motions of our lives and never stop and ask ourselves, like, what do you actually want? And so that's the first thing. Um, And then I actually make a list of everything that I need on the practical side to do um, to make that thing happen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like what would I need to do? And actually, in between that, I usually ask myself, Why do I want it? Like, why do I want that? Why mm-hmm. do I want it like, right now? I want a boat, that's one thing I want, like a material thing that I want. And, um, but why do I want it? Well, I want it because number one, I live on a lake. And I want to be able to enjoy where I live. But I also want a place for my kids to come home and be able to just enjoy them and, and make memories with them and all of that. And I like my reasons. I like I like the reasons why I want it. And so then I might make a list of all the things that I would need to do in order to create that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, to, you know, get that desire from being in my heart to being in my boat dock. what would I need to do I would need to create some income I would need to save it I would need you know like what are all the things I would actually need to do to create that for myself and that could be with a material thing or something that's not a material thing um and what do I want to believe about my ability to create it Mm -hmm. so I actually asked myself like do I believe I could do this do I believe I could create this in my life you know, do I believe I could create, like right now, one of my big things I'm trying to create for myself in my life is a more fun because I just forgot somewhere along the way to have more, to have fun. I just forgot how to have fun mm-hmm. um, or to even make time for it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I'm creating for myself this year in my life is a lot more fun. Do I believe that I can be a fun person? I'm trying to, <laughs> right? I've seen
0: evidence of that. You definitely can be a very fun person. (laughs) I'm working on it. Like,
1: so that means, you know, so I've decided like one of the things I want to do is to create, to do something fun, to try something fun that I think might be fun every quarter Mm -hmm. or even every month. So whether it's something little like my daughter's bridal shower, you know, um, at the beginning of last month or enjoying her wedding, like really leaning into enjoying her wedding um, last month, like all of these things, I, do I believe that I can create that for myself? And I really have to lean into these sneaky thoughts, like, and take them captive. Like, do I really, like, I'm not a fun person. I said that all the time. I'm not a fun person. I have to stop saying that. No, I have to believe that I'm becoming a really fun person. And that I am, you know, I'm able to create really fun experiences for myself. And um, so I kind of look at, do what do I believe about my ability to create it? Um, and then um, I actually decide when I'm going to do each of those things that are on my list. Mm-hmm. So I decide what I want. I decide why I want it. I decide what I believe about my ability to get it. And then I take, I make a list of everything that I need to do to create that for myself. And I put it in my actual calendar. And it sounds so nerdy when you say it out loud. Like I put it in my calendar. I love that. And so I literally have in my calendar, you know, that I'm going to, like, if I need, if I want to plan a trip for my husband to go on for my husband and I to go on then I have to put in my calendar like when am I going to buy the airline tickets when you know when am I going to book the hotel room when when are we going to take the trip you know I need to make sure that he can get the time off I need to make sure that I take the time off like there's a bunch, you know there's like a bunch of things that have to be done and I literally put those in my calendar because then we look up at the end of you know the year and we're like well I really wanted to take a vacation or I really wanted to buy kayaks for the lake. That's another thing on my list of things to do for fun. I'm going to get some kayaks and um, that's on my list to do this quarter. And so I have to decide when am I going to shop for them? do I need to do research? I don't know. Is there a certain kind of kayak that I need? So I'm going to do the research. I'm going to, you know, make, save the money. I'm going to buy them. So that we can go on the lake and enjoy the lake in our kayaks. That would be our in-between step before we get our boat. We're going to have
0: kayaks. That's a great step to a boat. I love it. So, you know, like
1: I just, but I have to put it in my actual calendar or I just never get around to it. My grandfather used to have these little round things that said to it on them that he would give me if I said, oh, I'll do it when I get around to it. He was like, well, you've got one now. You can go do it you know so i don't want to get you know get around to it or i just put that thing on the back burner where is the back burner where so all I, where all these things are that i don't even know where to find them all <laughs> these things that i've put on the back burner so i don't want them to be on the back burner so i actually put the in my calendar when i'm going to do all those things and then i do them so whether it's something like that like i want to i want to boat or i want to create more fun in my life or If it's something like today, like I have things that I want to get done today. So, you know, I wanted to be on this podcast with you. I mean, I plan on Sundays. I plan my entire week on Sundays Mm -hmm. and I decide when I'm going to do everything. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: some of those things are like, you know, the things that I want to work on for my fun goal. Or some of them are work that I need to do or ways that I want to serve my client or my community, um, ways that I want to serve my employer. Um, And so all of that stuff, ways that I want to even bless my husband, which means that at five o'clock every night, I get up and cook dinner. Mm -hmm. And so these are just like, it all goes into my calendar. And then I I don't think about them anymore. I just decide that whatever's on my day for that day, I'm going to enjoy it. And, um I go about to enjoying my day. So that's kind of how I set myself up for success. And I also, I've never had a perfect day um, or a perfect week or a perfect month. So I'm a planning ninja, but, you know, then you get the phone call, like, you know, your daddy's had a heart attack, and he's in the hospital. So I move things around. I mean, I'm very flexible, but I'm also, I don't there's very few emergencies that really come up, but when they do, I can be very flexible and still decide that my day is a success.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and because I am so good at planning my life and creating a life I love that when things do come up, it's not that big of a deal. Because I'm not working on last, you know, everything's at the last minute or whatever. Like not a big deal for me to take a time off for an emergency or for anything that comes up because. I'm so good at setting myself up for success that I'm ahead, you know, I'm kind of ahead of the game. Right. And so I like that because that used to not be the case. Y'all listen, I used to be late all the time, everywhere I went, I used to be hot mess express. Like I I just, I was always doing things at the last minute. I was always staying up all night to get things done. I was never getting enough sleep. I was always stressed out. I was always in fight or flight. <laughs> and <laughs> do not want to live that way ever again and so then if anything happened it was like everything like everything was falling apart you mm-hmm. know because I did I had not on a regular basis set myself up for success but now it's different I moved through the world differently now so even if there's a something that happens I can handle it
0: It's
1: like a new perspective almost right like you it's a new way of really moving in the world. It's just such a more peaceful, calm way of moving in the world. And I create more things for myself on purpose than I ever have in my life. And that's what I love about it. I don't always love doing what I said I was going to do when I said I was going to do it. Even if it's something fun, like if even if I'm making hotel reservations, like I don't want to do that, you know? <laughs> Like, even if it's something that you would think, oh, that's, that should be fun. But I love the results of creating my life this way. Mm -hmm. Like you said, setting myself up for success this way.
0: Yep. Well, I love that. I love all of those tips that you just shared. And I heard you a couple of times refer to a quarter and what you're doing this quarter. So I just want to kind of segue into asking a little bit about that, because I know um, one of the beautiful things that LMS does, and you are a huge part of that, is creating these 90-day plans, you know, our quarter, and what we do, and so can you just maybe go into that in a little bit of depth about um, how much difference we can make in 90 days? Yeah, and so Edie and I, um,
1: Dr. Edie is the creator of Live Mentoring School, And of course, we are life mentoring school trained certified coaches. And she read a book several years ago called The 12 Week Year. And then she had us read it, the people that actually worked for her. So I was one of those people. And it really changed my, um, it changed my life. And it changed how it changed how we worked in the company. But it also changed how we taught other people to work. And so there's something powerful in 90 days or 12 weeks. And the reason why I think it's so powerful is because it creates so much focus. So many times we say, oh, sometime this year, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, we set these New Year's resolutions and I love a good New Year's resolution. The problem is, is that there's a lot of time between January 1st and December the 31st. And so it's plenty of time to procrastinate and get distracted and to never get around to it, right? <laughs> and so um, 90 days just really helps you create focus. So, one of the premises of this book, The 12 Week Year, which I highly recommend now, I will not say that I am as, it's pretty technical in the way that they apply this principle, but still, you'll get the gist. Um, but every week is like a month. So, if you, if in, you know, 90 days is 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so 12 weeks, if you treat every day, I mean, every month, like you would a, excuse me, every week, like you would a month, right? Mm-hmm. then there's not a lot of room for procrastination and there's not a lot of room for distraction. And so I run my life. I run my coaching practice. I run everything in 90 day segments. Mm-hmm. And so if 12 weeks is a, is like a month, mu- if each week is like a month then each day is like um, a week. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And so my focus every day is what I get done in a day, what most people get done in a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause I don't mess around when I'm working, I'm working. My phone is on do not disturb. I work when I'm playing i'm playing like when i'm do, you know I, whatever i do i am doing it with a lot of presence and focus because um and that's that's really the power of it is that you set up your 90 days like this is this is all this is the year for you i mean it kind of you it's that feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it really creates this sense of focus there's less room for procrastination. There's less room for distraction. There's less room for, dis- for confusion for this part of you that wants to tell you that you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know what to do. Like, that's my goal, but I don't really know how to do it. Or I don't know what to do it. You figure it out real quick because you have given yourself this 90 day window to do this. Um, it also makes you constrain yourself. So you know, most of the time, like especially when I started kind of doing this work, get, have be, being coached and and learning some of these tools. You know, we um, we think that well, we can't constrain ourselves to one or two things because we we have we, there's so much we need to work on. So we need to work on twenty things or ten things. And there's 10 things that we want. There's 10 things that we want to improve in our lives, but 10 things feels very overwhelming. And so what do we do when we're overwhelmed? Nothing. Zero, nothing. (laughs) And so we think, you know, well, I can't, I can't narrow it down to one or two things because I need, I need to improve 10 things. You know, I need to lose weight and get fit and deal with my money And, you know, work on my marriage and my house is a hot mess. Like, and so I need to work on all of that. Well, of course that is a lot and that is very overwhelming. But if you constrain it to one or two things in a quarter and when you get really good at it, you can sometimes do three. I recommend at the very beginning, if you're going to do this to just work on one thing. Mm -hmm. But I usually pick about three things a quarter and I really focus on them and then the next quarter, I work on three more things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the next quarter, I work on three more things. But even if you work on one major thing a quarter, that's four major things that you have done, created for yourself in your life a year. If you, if you get really good at it and you can do two or three, you know that's eight or 12 things that you have accomplished in a year. And that's way more than I was getting accomplished in any other year. It was like Groundhog Day every year. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, I meant to do that last year. So I'm going to set that. I'm going to try to do all those things this year. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to try to do all those things next year. And then five years from now, my life is exactly the same. I'm low level, miserable, low level, annoyed and feel like a failure Because, and and really, if you just constrain yourself to one or two things a quarter and really focus on those things and get to work, it's like magic. You can get an amazing amount done. I am astounded by what I can do in 12 weeks. And I'm really astounded in what I can get done and the experiences I can have in a year.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So it is really like magic. That's wonderful. Well, I, am certain without a doubt that our listeners are very inspired by all the things you've been sharing. So I want to make sure that they're able to reach out to you. So we're going to include all of Angela's contact info. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching with Angela, or just want to reach out and ask her questions that will be in the show notes. But before we go, do you have anything else you would like to share Angela? Um, I don't think really, I think that, um, if you are one of Stephanie's
1: clients, you are super, super lucky because she has such a big heart and loves, she tells us all the time, no names, of course, but she tells us all the time about her clients and how much she loves them and how much progress they're making and how proud of them she is. And so, um, if you are one of Stephanie's clients or you are in her world at all, you are so blessed and highly favored because she has got such a big heart. And so, um, and I would say the easiest way to find me is just run over to Instagram and it's Land of Angela. I'm Land of Angela everywhere. Um, It's the easiest way to find me. Um, But yeah, if you are in Stephanie's world, you are so blessed and I am so blessed to be in your world. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to visit with you today.
0: Well, thank you, Angela. And I feel the same about you. It's a blessing to know you. It's a blessing to be in your world. And I'm just grateful that God brought us together as he has. Me too. Thank you again for being with us. You are so welcome. Until next time, this is my hope for you. You can find me at stephaniejohns.com or on the gram at The Hope Coach. You can use the links in the show notes below to apply for one-on-one coaching and to join my email list.